Welcome back. It's The Right Hook with George Hook and, of course, Bill Hughes is bringing some more essential songs to the programme from the year of Bill. Welcome first. And secondly, what year? Thanks, George. And this week, the year is 1980. All right, OK. And it's 1980 for a reason. Oh, you better be, because the nearer, you know, as I'm getting older now, like 1980, I, pop music and that sort of stuff, really, I'm not listening to. Uh, 1980 is 36 years ago, George. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's fine for most people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long way to go back. All right. So 1980, I'm taking you back for a particular reason. This week, it's all happening in Stockholm. But in 1980, it was all happening in The Hague. And it was the Eurovision Song Contest. And the Irish entry, written by the maestro Shea Healy, was What's Another Year to be sung by Johnny Logan. Go away. And he won it, as we all know. Yeah, but Shea-like. Yeah. Do you know how far back I go with Shea? No. I go back to Pembroke Cricket Club on a Saturday night dancing uh, to Paul Russell and the Viscounts were the band. And uh, uh, Shea and I were, what, 19 maybe? Something like that. God. That's how far back I go. Oh. Because he lived in Willfield Road, Zandibad, and he, you literally just walked across the cricket pitch and you were in his house. So it was very handy for him. Well, Shea is such a great character and I have had marvellous times with him yeah. when we went off and did Music City USA in Nashville when we did the country version of the previous MT USA, the Music right. City. And so we spent two whole summers running around Nashville meeting all the, the country greats like Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks and but all it, those. It, so. To get back to that, Eurovision, of course. Yeah. Johnny Logan wasn't a household name now at this point. No, he wasn't. He was only a baby-faced young fellow who'd been born in Australia, Sean Patrick Michael Sherrard. And he was the son of Patrick O'Hagan. The great the tenor. tenor. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And they had moved back to Ireland and uh, this was Johnny's first exposure to Eurovision. But as we all know, he went on to a stellar Eurovision career uh, as songwriter and as performer. He has won it more than any individual. But back in 1980, the previous year, Israel had won the Eurovision for the second time and Israel decided that they couldn't afford to host it again or they would have completely bankrupt their national broadcaster. So they handed it over to the powers that be in Europe who said, what are we going to do? So the UK said, no, we can't afford it. And Spain said, no, we can't afford it. And eventually the, the Dutch stepped in and they offered The Hague. And that's how come the Eurovision was in The Hague oh. in 1980. So Johnny went off with... His backing singers, the late lamented Anne Bushnell and his own brother Mick and Shay and uh, they they had such a great time. But for Johnny to then come out on, on stage and to just knock the Eurovision socks off the song uh, with those marvellous notes, that incredible intro by Colin Tully on saxophone, um, the whole arrangement, Bill Whelan, it's just a, a magnificent piece of work. So, uh, I, I, I remember the night hmm? because I was really interested because like my old pal Shay Healy, I knew had written the song. So I was listening for that because I didn't know who Johnny Logan was. But 36 years ago, we wa- I, like people like me watched the Eurovision, which we don't now, but we did then. And like 
there was great national pride. I, I'm not sure even if Ireland wins it now is a great national pride. I mean, if you remember, like, um, Tom Dunphy. Was it Tom Dunphy? Uh, Sean Dunphy. Sean Dunphy. I remember Sean Dunphy coming home and he was third, I think. Second. Second, was he? If I could and, choose. Yeah. After Sandy Shaw, Puppet on a String. He came yeah. second to her. And he got it an airport reception, yeah. like. You know, yeah. a ticker tape reception. So I remember this song. Great song. Got to know Johnny just a bit uh, afterwards and I found him so engaging. He's I a terrific him, character. Oh, so engaging. I've even shot some of his videos back in the in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So we should have What's Another Year written by Shea Healy from Sandy Mount and sung by uh, Johnny Logan. It's fabulous, I tell you. It's just great. a long time looking out for you but you're not here what's another year I've been waking such a long time reaching out for you but you aren't near what's another year Johnny Logan with Shea Healy's magic. Uh, what's another year? I'd forgotten. Like, it ticks every box. Oh, it's yeah. a great intro. The arrangement's astonishing. I'd forgotten how good the arrangement was, yeah. you know? He delivers, like, so Do you know brilliant. what the song is about? 
Do you know what the song's about? No idea. Shay wrote the song because he was watching his father coming to terms with his mother's death. Go away. Mm. Really? And it's really poignant. Really oh, poignant. Extraordinary. So this week, we have to hope, well, tonight, in fact, Nicky is in the second Eurovision semi-final and we have to hope he qualifies for... This is Nicky Byrne from Westlife. Nicky Byrne yeah. from Westlife. Nobody in Ireland is supporting the song. No radio station. You're not hearing it anywhere. And I think it's really good. So, and I even put money on it each way with Paddy Power. So. Well, I mean, I'd certainly like it if I heard it. So yeah. I haven't heard it. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. disgrace that we don't. All know. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, remember, you can go to Spotify. And if you go to Spotify for essential songs on the right hook, you can just join up and you get all Bill songs. And every week I get a notification. I see so many of you joining up. And you just have all Bill songs over the weeks and months. Of this program, and it kicks off, of course, as I keep telling you, with the Andrews sisters. But it gets better. <laughs> anyway, so I listened to it during the weekend. It was all those David Bowie songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hughes, the man. Now it's going to be hard to top that song. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Andrews sisters because there's another group of sisters, but they're Irish sisters. The Beverly sisters. They're Irish. Sisters. The Nolan sisters. The Nolan sisters. <laughs> I figured. Listen. The You're Nolan sisters, is this your one that was a nun? No. No, that's Anna Nolan. She's a television producer. She was not a Nolan sister, but oh, she I did play not. the guitar. All right, OK. okay. No, uh, <laughs> you've thrown me now. <laughs> Listen, the Nolan I, sisters, I mean, this is the cheesiest song in the world. I can't remember. In a week of Eurovision. Yeah, but the minute you tell me, I know it immediately and I think it's great. Don't tell me yet. I think it's great. Uh, The Nolan sisters were kind of, do you remember the bachelors? Yeah. Well, they're the kind of female bachelors. The female bachelors, only, in fact, they were more successful than the bachelors. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. The bachelors were fiercely successful. The Nolans sold more records. The Nolans had number ones all over the world. Go away. Yeah. This particular song, I'm in the mood for dancing. That's the name of it. It went to number one in Japan and New Zealand and the UK. Like it was number one everywhere. And they toured on the back of it. Go away. No, I'm I'm perfectly serious. They recorded it. uh, I'm just trying to think in Japanese. (laughs) I'm in the mood for dancing. I don't think it does well in Japanese. I did a quick translation. But they recorded it in uh, 1979 and it was released coming up to Christmas, 1979. But it went to number one uh, in, in 1980. And... I just love it. I have friends, no matter where we go in the world, if we're on a night out and we go to a club, they'll go up and ask the DJ, do you have the Nolan sisters? I'm in the mood for dancing. Sometimes I just get embarrassed. And that's what they are. But if it comes on, it usually is still a floor filler. But they were a great bunch of girls. Their parents, Tommy and Maureen Nolan, who had both worked as singers in Ireland, they moved the family from Dublin to Blackpool in 1962. I know Blackpool very well. I met the lovely Ingrid just down the road in Lytham Centre. Well, there you go. And this, they, they launched themselves as a family singing group and they started to do panto and working all across show business. But the biggest thing that happened to them was they got signed up to be the regular act on the Cliff Richard TV show. So they were his his resident band, his resident group. And that gave them massive exposure. So they started to have hit singles all over the place. And 
But their biggest one is still I'm in the mood for dancing. But there's other songs like Gotta Pull Myself Together. Did, who's, never heard of Who's it. Gonna Rock You. Never heard of Attention it. to Me. Chemistry. Come on, Bill. I'm in the mood for dancing. <laughs> Come on. My feet are tapping already. Okay. All right. The Nolan sisters, the daughters of Tommy and Maureen in Blackpool uh, with a hit in Japan under Ta, but we know it much better as I'm in the mood for dancing. I'm in the mood for dancing with known sisters. Yeah, listen, I know we're a family show, right? But it, for the first ever time on radio, I got a strange sort of sensation running through my veins. I'm so glad <laughs> I was a witness to that. <laughs> Listening to her sing. She's yeah. got some Bernie, voice. yeah. It's the late oh. Bernie. That's Bernie who oh, died of it? cancer. Yeah, met it. But, but that voice mm. now. Yeah, amazing voice. And, and like four of them have 
played the lead, Mrs. Johnson, in Willie Russell's Magnificent Blood Brothers. Four of the Nolan sisters. That, that, oh, yeah. And that's a big sing. I mean, Rebecca Storm is best known for singing it here. But four of the Nolans have done it around the UK in the West mm-hmm. End. And one of the Nolans, the youngest, Colleen, is now on Loose Women. And, you know, I don't agree with her views, but, you know, that's where, that's where she is. But right. the family, they've had an awful lot of ups and downs. And yeah, well, you're not great. Fallouts. As everybody knows, you're not great with Loose Women. <laughs> <laughs> George, as you said, it's a family show. Let's not go there. So I'm going to bring you on to Sunday. I'm, I'm just hysterical at the moment. All right, go on. Okay. Now I tell you this much. Yeah. You cannot top those two. I would defy you in choice number three from 1980 in Bill Hughes' essential songs to beat the previous two. Well. I, I don't see it as a competition, but I do accept the challenge. Oh. And the reason I accept the challenge is this is a very special song. This has a real, the audience will know this song and they'll know it for, because of the affection they associate so many characters with this song. And if yeah. I say BJ Honeycutt, Radar, Hot Lips Houlihan, no. Hawkeye, <laughs> if I say Sherman, Colonel Sherman Potter, you think of MASH. Of course. Of course you think of MASH. So and what are you going to do? It's the theme song from the TV series. Even yeah, though yes. the TV series was a much earlier series than 90... The song only went to number one in, in 1980. 1980. Yeah, Suicide really? is Painless. That's right. Yeah, so the, the genesis of the whole thing started out with Richard Hooker's amazing book, MASH, a novel about three army doctors. And then that got developed for the screen back in 1970 by Ring Lardner Jr. In, in a and, wonderful and film. Directed by Robert Altman. Yeah. And Robert Altman was looking for a theme song for the movie. And he had the melody, but he couldn't figure out the lyric. So he felt he was too, he wanted a lyric that was flippant, but contentious and kind of whatever way it was going to be that it would be immature. And so he turned to his then 15-year-old son and he asked him to write the lyrics. Mike, Mike Altman. So Mike Altman sat down and wrote Suicide is Painless. 15-year-old At 15 years old. And years later, on the Johnny Carson show, Robert Altman said, I made $70,000 from MASH the movie. My 15-year-old son made a million dollars from the rights to the song. (laughs) So, you know, there you go. But then Larry Gelbart, the genius of television, came along and developed it as a TV series. And when he created the TV series with Alan Alda and Loretta Swift and, you know, what a marvellous cast. Absolutely. uh, The show became, you know, the first season struggled in the ratings, but by the second season, it gathered momentum. And then until the end, so... On September the 17th, 1972, it's a very red letter day in America because the streets of America were deserted because 125 million Americans were watching the last episode of MASH on TV. 125 million people tuned in. That was a 77% share (laughs) of the... So almost everybody in America put down what they were doing to watch Goodbye, Farewell and Amen. The last ever. So Suicide is Painless. Johnny Mandel singers are the ones who bring it to life. Uh, 
It's just a fantastic but song. But surely, I mean, I know Altman was looking for an edgy lyric, but mm. but I mean, that's a pretty contentious line. It Suicide is. is painless. It is, but in actual fact, the song is quite meaningless. When yeah. you, it doesn't really mean anything, it's the yeah. ramblings of a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, and and that. It, but I didn't know that until I was looking this up, and I went, "Ah, oh, geez, there's the story." <laughs> like, yeah, there's the story. but but uh, also like it, you you mentioned all the stars TV show. Like there was a fabulous cast on the film. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, Donald Elliot Su- Gould, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just uh, yeah. your, your, uh, Kellerman. Yeah. Say, uh, remember her, Sally Kellerman. Yeah, she was she was hot lip, the original hot lips. Yeah, and she then, was she was about six foot tall. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, legs. I like think Beyonce. she was married. I'm not sure or something. I think she was married to a fellow called Richard Benjamin. Was she? I yeah. I didn't. I thought that was Paul Apprentice, but there you go now. Well, we'll it could have been Paul Apprentice. <laughs> could have been Paul Apprentice. <laughs> so, the only thing about it is that Richard Benjamin famously said, "It's pretty difficult when your wife gets more phone calls for work than you do." Yeah. I always remember that. But that might have been that he was such a terrible actor. But that's another thing. That's another story. <laughs> because we are now going to what. Um, is one that certainly will be in my top ten movies. Will be in my top ten um, uh, television series. Would even be ahead of The Good Wife. It is the theme from Mash. Through early morning fog, I see visions of the things to be. Pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see that suicide is painless, it brings on many changes, and I can take or leave it if I please. The game of Life is hard to play I'm gonna lose it anyway The losing card I'll someday lay So this is all I have to say Suicide is painless It brings on many changes And I can take or leave it if I please The sword of time will pierce our skins It doesn't hurt when it begins But as it works its way on in The pain grows stronger, watch it grin Suicide is painless
the Johnny Mandel singers and the theme from that. I need to make a correction, George. I need to make a correction. I said that the, the final episode was September 17, 1972. That was the first episode, sorry. The final episode was February 28, 1983, before all the people start tweeting all and right. going, he's wrong, okay. he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. Okay, you go. But you're right about it. it's the theme from that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a dentist, if you remember, in the movie that they gave a special kind of funeral to, but he was alive. Do you remember <laughs> that? And they brought you one in who was gorgeous, and she made so few movies. Do you remember her? No. Oh, she was. Of course, you don't know anything about women. She was. <laughs> she was gorgeous. Oh. Well, Robert Altman made so many classic movies. Well, not so many. A handful yeah, of classic, classic movies. movies. All right. He'll be back next week. But you can pick him up. This is the great thing about Spotify. You just go Essential Songs of the Right Hook and sign on on Spotify and you have them all. And they're there from time immemorial, from the Andrews sisters to the theme from MASH. I think I'll play them all tomorrow on my way home from Cork. And coming up next, it's Jared Tannum and Kickstart Your Business.